Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang. I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm all right. Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it. I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man. Kane Gang, Kane Gang, Kane Gang. You're listening to Kane Gang, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Kane Gang Radio Show. It's your boy, DC. We got the Dirty Bird on the flip. J-Man somewhere. Who knows where he's at? I think he's enjoying life over in uh, Hawaii. But Bird, man, happy Friday morning. What's good? What's good? Happy Friday, man. Actually, I got something to say to you. Talk to me. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, man. I appreciate that, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Today, today's a birthday, man. I'm uh, I'm that Michael Irvin today, man. Uh, so. Ooh. Uh, 88. <laughs> I'm not that old yet. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, bro. I got a 47, man. We all, all us Canes know with that number 47, man. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy, man. So yeah, I'm 47 today. Um, it, it's been a good week, you know, obviously last week, uh, Maria did a little something for me and obviously, you know, we had a little party at the house and, uh, you know, that it's was kind of, uh, yeah, man, it was exciting, man. It was fun. It was just kind of low key, but you know, everything that she did was, uh, definitely, uh, it was really well, man, it was well planned out. And, uh, so even last night, you know, she, uh, she came home and, she had, uh, you know, you see now because of COVID, like all those, the birthday signs and things like that. So, you know, last night when I came home, she has like, you know, happy birthday, Derek, all through the yard and things like that. So it's, uh, yeah, man. So it's been, it's been a good week so far, man. So hopefully it continues and go through this weekend, just enjoying it and just, uh, you know, go from there. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Good times, man. Yeah, we had a uh, we had a good time at the at the house too, man. Uh, Maria had a uh, whole little pizza station, man. They were uh, making uh, fire roasted pizzas there for us and everything. So, and you you had you had two shots, man. You ended up getting hung over, man. I was cracking Bro, up at you. I uh, <laughs> so yeah. For those of you who don't know, I I, I do not drink. Um, <laughs> I I literally just kind of. Uh, I I I what do you say? What was be the word? I dabble. Maybe is that is that a good word? I dabble. Yeah. So I dabble. So yeah, so we had uh, had a couple <laughs> spots. Um, I did feel it like the next morning, but you know, hey, listen, man, it was well worth it. The uh, you know, the sushi boat. I, I don't eat sushi either, but the sushi boat was good, and the pizza yeah. was like on fire, man. But oh I think God. the best sushi part of that part fondue. Of oh yeah, but the best part was just, just singing. Like we were cracking, we were singing, and I yeah. thought I was Luis Miguel and. <laughs> yeah and then and then you even I, I got a clip on my phone i was actually gonna pull it when we went into the show here of you uh of you singing wilson phillips hold on man bro i was rocking it though i ain't gonna you were getting it man you were getting it you knew every word too man listen man it's not all about like <laughs> you know hip-hop and country sometimes you just gotta take it to a different level man you know <laughs> when you're trying to be romantic and you're trying to like you know impress people sometimes you have to think outside the box right <laughs> I hear you, man. I hear you. So lots going in the on in the uh, in the Canes world right now, man. Ishmael Aristad, new coach. You know, that's that's a, actually a really interesting hire for me because I wasn't sure how I was going to like that hire, but man, like doing some research on it because I'm not one of those people who just jump the gun and jump to conclusion and be like, oh man, who's this guy? So I did some background on him when like the when the flames were kind of trickling, right? And I'm like, okay, this is you know some South Florida ties. You know, recruiting down here, obviously coming from an established program at AM. 
Um, you know, and again, working under Jimbo, I think was going to be pretty prevalent as well. So um, I definitely like to hire. What do you think about the hire? I love it, man. I mean, you know, I hadn't heard of the guy, obviously, you know, before we did. So I'm like, wait, who the heck is this guy? But, uh, you know, all you got to do is go in and do a little research on the guy. And you see that all the Texas A&M alumni and players, I mean, Kellen Mond, their quarterback throughout, you know, just a huge uh, thank you message to him on Twitter, which was, uh, which was awesome to see. Uh, So, you know, look, the, the guy comes with a, with a great resume, you know, and I've always been somebody who wants to, who always wants to catch a coach on the come up rather than the come down. You know, everybody always, you know, wants to throw names out there of these guys who have already done something right. And they've already made their mark. You know, I, I want that young, hungry, nobody's heard of me. I'm coming up. I'm swinging for everything. Uh, coach and I think Aristide can be that so so when you look at our coaching staff now um, again we we truly don't have a quote-unquote defensive coordinator I think Manny's just going to assume that position um, and I don't think we have to label anybody as a DC I think everybody knows their role I think everybody's going to be you know gung-ho to get started um, I do like it um, I just want to see the continuity and I want to see how they gel together obviously what we have going for is this year uh, compared to last year was we actually get spring ball. Do you, like it? you know what yeah. I mean? So I think that's going to be, you know, very, very important going through um, spring is the continuity, the chemistry, getting the coaches used to the players, players used to the coaches. Um, so that's what I'm kind of looking for. I mean, again, I think spring ball starts in, you know, 16 days, 17 days, somewhere around there. And uh, let's get this thing rolling, man. You know, we got about seven Ooh. months before we open up for Alabama and, you know, I think you and I were even talking about this the other day. Like, if, if there was a time that you really wanted to catch Alabama, I think that time is now, right? You lose Najee Harris. You lose Devontae Smith. You lose Mac Jones. You lose Dickerson. You lose Leatherwood. You lose, you know, Patrick Sertain, Josh Joe. Like, you lose a lot of people. Now, I'm not saying that they're not going to just like, <laughs> restock that cupboard, but when you look at those players, it's hard to – duplicate those type of players. I mean, you're talking completely across the board, um, you know, from top to bottom, they lost a good amount of people. Man, ain't that the truth? You know, and that's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm not going to be, you know, (laughs) I'm not going to be an idiot about it and say, hey, we're going to get in there and, uh, you know, and we're going to beat these guys. I mean, I feel good, but, um, you know, we're going to see, man. You know, I I feel good about getting in there and playing those guys and look to be the best. You got to beat the best, man. So line it up, bring it on, let's roll, man. Well, and that's what you have to do. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, you know, you got to play four quarters. You got to play 60 minutes, you know, maybe a little bit of overtime. Who knows? But line it up, you know, buckle on chin straps and uh, let's get rolling, man. I'm definitely uh, I'm definitely excited to see where it goes. My biggest concern, again, and I know this is only February 26th. I mean, <laughs> we still have some way to go, is what's going to happen with the quarterback position. Is Derek King going to be available? Is he going to be ready? Or are you running through with – Again, a Peyton Machota or a Jake Garcia or Tyler Van Dyke. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know the the good the good news is though is that uh, everything looking at, at King, you know, he's not walking on crutches anymore. Uh, you know, he's he's we saw a video of him riding a bike the other week, so uh, you know, looking pretty good. That guy, strong competitor. That guy's going to be back, man. I've got all the faith in the world that he's going to be back. And I think. I think the one of the most important things is just not him coming back is the leadership that he does bring to the table. Um, I think it's very important to recognize is he came back. 
I think even if he didn't get hurt in the Cheez-It Bowl, I still think he came back again. Um, I think he wants another opportunity. I don't think necessarily he was overly impressed with how his season went um, over the course of the season. I think he has so much more to offer and to bring to the team. So, again, injury aside, I think he was going to come back, and that's where I feel like that leadership plays a huge role with Derek King. 100%, man, 100%. I'm just excited, man. I just I can't wait till we get to September, and you know, you know, you know, the Kang Gang is going to be up there in uh, in the ATL, baby, ATL takeover. <laughs> man, I can't wait. I think, uh, and again, so this is what I'm debating. I'm debating whether I have to fly up on a Friday morning, rent a car. Um, I already have the hotel and all that stuff kind of uh, you know laid out, but I'm just wondering if I should drive, you know, leave on like an early Thursday and drive up or. I'm still debating on that, but definitely I'm sure. So I did call a Chick-fil-A bowl just to give you a heads up. And again, I don't think I did, bro. Like I'm on that stuff. Right? <laughs> I don't know what's going to happen as far as what the seat capacity is going to be. You know, again, hopefully in seven months, you know, again, by June, July, you should have, you know, so many people vaccinated because of the COVID situation. Are they going to allow 30,000, 40,000, 50,000? Is it going to be 20,000? Like, that's what I don't know. So it's kind of hard to plan a trip or plan a, a game when you don't know what the repercussions are going to be as far as capacity and things like that. All I know is we're going to be there, man. <laughs> so <laughs> You already know. Yes, you already know I'm going to be there, man. <laughs> you already know. No doubt, no doubt. Well, going around the horn too, man, uh, baseball, bro. Wow, man. What, shout out to the baseball program and what they accomplished last weekend man was that not just the sweetest thing to see so the best part about taking two from three from the university of florida um Mm -mm -mm. was you did it in the opening weekend of their new ballpark too there was so much and it's a baseball stadium right so how much can you really get into it's a brand new stadium it's a baseball stadium it's literally a pie-shaped field like you know what i mean like i didn't really see anything in there to to make me say oh wow look at this field," you know yeah, um, but crazy, crazy. Again, you look at the first night, you know, you kind of spotted them. You came back, you lost, you know, you lost, you know, kind of, you know, the, the comeback didn't come through. But then Saturday and Sunday, that Sunday game was phenomenal. But again, I mean, that's, that's the way that these boys play, though. I mean, college baseball, again, when they went up 8 nothing, I even told Maria, this game ain't over. I mean, it's college baseball, right? And then it's mm-hmm. 8-2, 8-4, 8-6. And it's like, oh, my goodness. And then they just found a way to really close the door. And man, shout out to Jenkins with that with that clutch catch and Ooh. the stare down. Well, he was just that was a gangster stare down. Yeah, the Jimmy Butler stare going on, man. Bro, that, that Tyler Hero. Bro, there was definitely in there. <laughs> My goodness, man. Yeah, it was awesome, man. And you know, seeing a lot of the respect come through in the polls, you know, I think we uh we definitely earned it uh last weekend. So but you can't there. have a letdown though, right? So now you have Vatek this weekend. You just you can't have a letdown. You got to go out there and you got to continue to build off the momentum, um, you know. And, and I think Gino's like got that team ready to go. I don't want to put us already in Omaha because I think that's just way too early. Um, you know, the ACC got squads, man. Like just like the SEC. I mean, you look at Vandy. You look at you know, Florida's gonna have a good team. I mean, like there's there's teams that are out there. I mean, look, you can get through Virginia. Virginia. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, even North Carolina, like. You get through some of these regionals, then you get to the super regional. Like, who knows what can happen, man? So, uh, but they got a great young squad, and I feel like they can kind of get where they need to go. 
and uh, we'll go from there and see what happens. So, no you know what I was really impressed by was the pitching, man. Because I know when we had a we had our buddy Vic uh, Victor Calero on a couple weeks ago. You know, we were talking about it. And we like we knew we had the offense, we knew we had the bats, but seeing the pitching come out was really refreshing, right? The freshman that uh, that got out there, and I, I can't place his name right now, the kid who pitched on Sunday, but he was lights out. But even the bullpen, I mean, you know, you look at uh, you look at the Castillo brothers, like they've really like showed up this past weekend. You know, you look at uh, Terrell, he didn't really do much. Um, Gill was phenomenal. That dinger that Gill hit was just, I mean, that was a bomb, 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 you know? Um, (laughs) But it's nice to be able to talk about something other than just Kane's football, right? I I feel bad because I look at the basketball program and it's, again, so I had a buddy call me this week. So before we get off topic, I had a buddy call me this week and asked me, he's like, he's like, Co, I'm like, what's up, man? He's like, what do you feel about the basketball program? And what's your take on it? And I'm like, like, bro, like right now, we're not good. I mean, you could say injury, 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 but we've had injuries over the last four years. And it's like, at what point are the injuries, you know, not going to be an excuse anymore? I don't think Coach L is at the end of the line, but at some point, I'm not sure what's going to happen there. You know what I mean? Um, it'd be interesting to see what happens at the end of the season, but it's uh, something's got to happen with the program. They got to build some type of momentum. And they got to continue to go forward. And Coach L's got to either get there or University of Miami's got to find someone who's going to take them there. Man, you uh, you ain't lying there. It uh, it's been really rough. And I know we can look and we can say, hey, we've we've been injured all year, which we have. But you know, you're you're in the best basketball conference in America in the ACC. Well, maybe not so much this year, but <laughs> traditionally, uh, the best basketball conference in the in the country. You got to be better, man. You got to be able to overcome that. You got to be able to absorb those uh, those losses. So it's been a rough rough year from basketball, but uh, looks like baseball's rebounding for us, man. So that's a uh, that's a really good thing. Well, I was watching again. You talk about the ACC, and again, you know, you got perennial powers in the ACC, but I think you go across the whole country, and those perennial powers just haven't done anything this season. Kansas is down, Duke's down, Carolina's down, Kentucky's down. You know, I watched, and again, like I like Carolina basketball. Um, so I was watching the Marquette game the other night, and I'm like, you guys are literally losing to a 10 and 12 Marquette team. Like, I, I just, I don't see what the issue is, but it's not just one team. It's all across the country. You have these teams that just aren't good. I was talking to a guy today, uh, early this morning. We were talking about some stuff, and we were talking about college basketball. I would wish that the college basketball would implement the, you know, remove from high school for three years like the NFL has. Now, I know it's a little different because the NFL, you're trying to get your body right. Again, it's bigger. It's, you know, it's faster. It's, you know, a little bit more physical. So you're not going to be a 19-year-old kid going to play in the NFL, right? But I think if you implement that same type of policy with college basketball, it would make college basketball that much greater to you, you can like root for somebody for a couple years, not just these one and doneers, you know. And again, going back to years ago when it was coming out of high school, they didn't even go to college, right? So they started at least you have to go to college for one year. But I think it would help, you know, the college basketball situation to at least have a couple years into you know college before you turn pro. What's your take absolutely. on that? Oh, absolutely, man. I mean, it's it's going to do nothing but help those guys. You know, the uh, the one and done thing is, you know, it's bad. But the NBA, until the NBA wants to change it, you know, I, I don't see it changing, right? 
and, and it won't change. I mean, again, it's a, it's a money thing, right? But yep. I think if you're losing, if you start to see yourself losing money based on, you know, the lack of exposure, the lack of revenue as far as TV and ranking, you know, like ratings and things like that, something's got to be done. I just think it would be better off for the student athlete um, and the institution to have, you know, two years, three years into the program. Um, yeah. But again, who am I, man? I'm just, I'm just a fan who wants to see somebody stay in the next year, year or two to play college basketball. I mean, yep. that goes to the University of Miami too. I mean, you know, you got guys that have come in for a year or two and then leave and, you know, it's kind of hard to root for somebody when they're just one and doneers, you know what I mean? So I don't know, man, it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, again, at least they have March Madness, not like last year, you know, so it's going to be fun at least to watch the tournament. Are you a big tournament person when it comes to college basketball? If the Canes are in it. Oh, <laughs> no, I am, man. I fill out my bracket and yeah. you know, I'm really, I'm really excited going into it. And then I end up, you know, losing half the games on the bracket and it's shot. And then I'm like, eh, what are you going to do? But You know, and it's not even about who, uh, the first, like, you know, the round of 32, the round of 16, it's just trying to find that one or one or two teams that you can get towards the elite eight and final four and just see how you roll with them and see how it works out. So, you know, bird, man, I know we're against the break here. Um, it's Friday morning. Uh, you know, thank you guys so far for listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Slam Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 145. We'll catch you guys on a flip. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio, Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up two nigga Manuela Pola too, I'll, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking. I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tua. I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Nigga Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la potra, la caballota, la reina y mi queen. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. <laughs> Welcome everybody back to uh, the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145. We're having te technical difficulties with the bird over there. Kind of. Ba, 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 ba. <laughs> see, hey, see, see what happens when Jordan leaves to go to Hawaii, man. Y'all put me in charge and everything starts falling apart. But at the end of the day, Bird, you're doing a good job, man. So we appreciate you. Uh, holding I appreciate that, that man. <laughs> so, Bird, man, um, I always like to bring special guests on the show. I always like to try to chop it up with like people that I've kicked it with, you know, at the University of Miami for you know some time. And um, this individual, man, he he's one of the real ones, man. And uh, yes, sir. You know, he had some good times at UM. And I try, um, I try. <laughs> so, everybody out there on uh, on the radio world, let me introduce you to, and I'm gonna call him number eleven, even though he didn't start with number eleven. Number eleven, Rashad Scott. Good. What's good, kid? Oh, well, nothing, man. Just. Out here trying to change lives and just trying to make the community better. That's pretty much all I want to do and protect the family. You know how that goes and pray to God. That's Good it. stuff. That's what's up, man. So, so Scott, man. So obviously, again, I, I say that, you, you know, I'm going to call you number 11. Obviously, you came to the University of Miami out of Melbourne, um, 2011. And, you know, you were rocking that, that 8-0, right? Um, you know, a lot of bad things happen <laughs> when you have certain numbers. I'm not saying 8 was a bad number. But, you know, earlier in your career, you had some little injuries and you know, things like that. And uh, so talk, talk to me a little bit about your time at Miami and what that meant to you being at the University of Miami. Well, it meant a lot because I met great people. Let's start off with that. Met great people, learned a lot. Like, I would say a lot of my knowledge has came from Miami. So the people that I have surrounded myself around some people I've been around you learn something like I met you I'm still learning from you I still know you we still like I I know what you do I learned something from that like it's like little things like that that that's great that's why I love being at Miami so I can't say nothing about it incredible time great people great food program <laughs> like I learned a lot throughout the program through the coaches I was around so, and now it's all came back around. So, yeah, no doubt, man. You know, your, your first couple of years at Miami wasn't really like productive wise as far as stat wise. Right. Um, but you were a great teammate, you know, you were around your senior years where you kind of exploded, you got on the scene. Um, you know, again, your senior year, over 50 catches, 700 yards. Um, you know, one of my biggest memories as far as that season was that touchdown against FSU, you know, shook tackler, you know, hit the, went down the sideline, you know, cut back up the middle. And, you know, talk to me about your senior year and being able to be the leading receiver for the University of Miami that year. And, you know, again, the brotherhood and some of the people that you had with you, you know, you had Stacey Coley over there, you had Malk, you know, you know, yes. what was that wide receiver room like? It was powerful. You know, um, Alan Hearns, you got her. I was with Travis Streeter. Uh, Johnson, all Darius Johnson. It was a lot. Kendall Tonkin, like, it's so many people that I could just keep naming, naming, naming. Braxton Berrios, like, yeah. 
Like it just keep going, going, going. Brady, like it doesn't stop. That room is incredible. You know, everybody fall, everybody did their thing, fill up door set. See, like it just keeps popping as I talk. Right, right. So, <laughs> so it was just incredible being around those guys and learning a lot from them off the field, on the field. So it was just you still with them. You still, I still feel their presence. Like everything's great. Families are great. Everybody doing good. Everybody coming up in life. You, that's the way I see it in my the receiver room I was in. So it's amazing. Well, the other thing too that again this past weekend, you know, again I saw a lot of you guys came down. Um, you guys celebrated Deion Bushy getting married. You know, it was nice to see, you know, everybody, you know, posting pictures. And I, I mean, that's what that brotherhood's about, right? You know, again, you know it's not, I mean about, yeah, it's just not like being on the field. It's about, you know, being an adult now and having that brotherhood and be able to, you know, see one of your boys get married. And, you know, again, seeing some of your former teammates that maybe you haven't seen in a while, you know, isn't that special? Like, and that's something that the University of Miami has always predicated itself on is that brotherhood, that camaraderie where it doesn't matter what it is, where we are. You know, again, we're brothers for life, you know, and tell me a little bit about that. Like even some of the old cats, you know, some of the old heads that come back when you were playing, you know, just being able to soak up some of the knowledge that they were giving you. Man, to me, it was I had to be honest. I had Reggie Wayne talk to me, you know, I got the AD had to talk to me as in the situation that helped me grow at the same time just to get my head right. So me being able to talk to these guys is you don't you don't see that often. Right. I believe you don't see that often in a lot of programs. So which I know, obviously, but you're not gonna ever beat that. You're not gonna ever beat that. The facility it's a different feeling. It's you got palm trees, you ain't gonna lie. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, and then the people that's just there, you know, they all, I feel like everybody has been successful on the most part that I know about. Yeah. You know, I, I remember when I was building the short center and uh, being able mm -hmm. down there and watch practice every day. One thing that really sticks out to my mind and, and, and one of the good memories um, is when we were building the short center, I look out onto the green tree and I see you guys out there getting ready to do the Harlem shake. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, you, oh, you know man. what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> nah, I know you're talking about. I remember you up there every. I remember. I remember. I so, know. but I, I've never really been able to ask anybody that question. Like, who's who's whose decision or who decided let's do the Harlem Shake out there on Green Tree? Mm, I don't. To be honest with you, I don't even remember. I don't. Once someone, if someone said it, it just ricocheted. <laughs> like, it don't even it don't you don't even think about who said that but it definitely was like interesting man like sitting up there watching like we were supposed to be working and you guys are filming the harlem shake out there and like i was just cracking up laughing man. But was, why not you know like, oh 100 when you're around a, a bunch of guys that like to you know play around and you still get to play ball like you still gotta have fun at the end of the day so oh yeah 100 percent like, if your group that tight, that stuff like that's going to happen. So I want to talk so. to you about a certain game, though. Let me, let me talk to you about the Sun Bowl um, <laughs> <laughs> or the Snow Bowl, however you want to call it. Oh, oh I know what you're talking about. Oh, man. 
can, can you just I mean, obviously, you know, again, it didn't go our way, you know, um, you know, again, I, and I'm not trying to bring up old wounds. I know you had a, a pass jump off your chest, you know, in, in the end oh, zone. No, no, no. I was raised by women. I was raised by women. We good. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, us as fans, right? So here's the thing. Us as fans, Bird, you know, we talked about this before. Like, we always talk about that halfback pass, you know, in the <laughs> snow. Like, it's just one of those things where we sit in question as a fan, like, man, why are we throwing a halfback pass in the snow? You know, like if it worked, it's great, right? If if it worked, it's great, but it didn't but work. It, it was open. It was open. <laughs> Just Joe missed the throw. <laughs> it definitely was open. But it was open, so it's like you know, one nine one out of ten, nine nine out of ten times, like it's completed. Yeah, no, one hundred percent. Can you give me so a little? Is that one time that it slipped? Oh, it definitely slipped, man. I, I don't know that. I don't know what that was called. I don't even think that was a slip. That was just a definitely. That was a duck. We'll just we'll just leave it at that. It was a duck. Definitely a duck. <laughs> nah, we could have. We hey, you know what? We could have made a play on it. That's that's on us though. That's all right. Let me ask you this, Scott. Can you give me one? Give me your most memorable game at UM. To me, all of them. I ain't gonna lie to you. That's awesome. No, that's a great I like, answer. I like the I like the play regardless. They all the same to me. Do you have that's a particular play? Do you have a particular play throughout your career that you uh the most memorable one? Because I, I got one. If you want to hear mine first, I'll I'll, I'll tell mine first. Right, you can tell yours. You got it. It's right, your so, world. It's your world. All right, all right. So my most <laughs> memorable play with you at the University of Miami. Yeah. You weren't even on the field. You were on the sideline. We're talking about the Duke game. Uh, running down the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> Again, so I'm up in the stands, right? Like, we're up there. It's it's Halloween night. You know, it, it was a bad week. Obviously, you know, Miss Dana had passed that week. Golden had got fired two weeks earlier. Larry Scott takes over. You know, just God. the whole program, right? And then we're in the stands, and – Obviously, there was that bull crap call that they said that Duke scored, and I don't believe that he got in. But anyway, then you get that lateral, man, and I'm watching the play. And next thing I know, as corn is like at the 40, then it gets to the 30. Next thing I know, I see you (laughs) just taking off. I'm like, where's he going? (laughs) (laughs) Getting it, man. Man, that's just, it's all love to the game. It ain't, that's just how I feel. I don't even think about it, I just do it. Bro, let me tell you, that was no, no. that like was one of the passion. best experiences. One of the best experiences. And again, I've been around the program a long time. That was probably one of the best experiences I ever kind of like witnessed, you know, at a UM game. That whole quarter, though, man, they were the, the officiating. I mean, I, I always hate blaming it on officials, right? But that was one of the worst officiated games. Plus, add in the fact of who knows what we were doing on defense, man. <laughs> that, you know, what was we called an interception. I said it wasn't an interception. Yeah, oh, yeah. Two back to back. Yeah, corn and Artie, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah, man. it was the whole thing was just was just wild, man. So then, you know, you look at the thing, and you know, if you look if you look back at the replay, you know, look, Mark's knee was down, man. You know, but I don't Weird. care. I don't, <laughs> hey, look, I don't remember that. <laughs> No, nope. me either. Me either. Um, <laughs> it's good, man. They ain't gonna take the touchdown from us now, but yeah, Mark Steve, Mark Steve was definitely down, man. <laughs> when you talking, you talk, talking when he laddered uh, to Jaquan, when he laddered, uh, when he laddered. I mean, 
Yeah. No, no, I, at the Duke game. game. Oh, no, the Duke game. During the return, yeah. No, Mark's knee was down no, for I'm sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. The bowl game. <laughs> no. so, 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 11, no. <laughs> let me ask you this. So, you leave the University of Miami. You kind of link up with the Dolphins. Uh, you know, rock the Dolphins for a couple of years. But now you're into coaching. And you're coaching at the University of Georgia. How did uh, how did that all come about? Um, once I kind of dislocated my ankle, I kind of stopped and started coming to Georgia, which I've been coming to Georgia since I was a young kid. So with the family, um, my dad went here. So, and then obviously Coley was here, Ryan Williams was here. And I, my brother was playing football here. So it's like my sister went here, my brother went, my other brother went here. So the, my cousins go here. I could keep going, going on and on. Yeah. And it just happened at that time. And I was obviously rehabbing my ankle, which instead of rehabbing it, I should have just got the surgery instead of trying to rehab it. But as the time came, I was up here doing that. And I kind of fell in love with the the other side, you know, of making sure these boys can grow in life off the field too. That's my biggest thing. And have fun with it. Like even though we all know like what it's about, you still gotta make them they still young. You still gotta grow them. That's what I'm about. So that's what that's what's catching me. Yeah. Like I could give it all back. And you know, yeah. Artie Burns, he created a seven on seventeen. And I was helping him with that. And it's like, you know, we traveled. So it's like, dang, these kids don't get to see anything. So it's like, oh yeah. Like stuff just started. Right. And I got and I got the backup. So you know. I went and, and I'll it. be honest with you. When I, I don't watch a lot of Georgia football, but I do watch it to see if I can see you, you know, on the sideline. I look for Ryan. I know Malik was up there for a year. Um, it's just always good to, you know, be able to see, you know, kids that come through the program and then now trying to better themselves. And again, man, I'm happy for you. You found a niche and uh, hopefully it leads to, you know, bigger and, and, you know, better opportunities for you, you know, as you continue to get older in life. You know what I mean? So, yeah. oh, yeah. I think it I think it's only right, you know. Yeah. Uh, obviously it's networking, obviously you, you grow a tree, you know. The biggest person was Coach Coley. He the one who really fought me into doing it. So Yeah. Now Where do you what what you about to say? Where do you see yourself in the next few years? You see yourself still coaching at Georgia or maybe moving on to a different position in a different area or you know, what what do you see long term goal for yourself? In the next couple of years, I see it in great places. I see it helping a lot of people. That's I wouldn't awesome, say man. obviously. I can't. No one knows what that is. Like right. All I know, I'm gonna have a house in Miami. So boom. <laughs> <laughs> So you know yeah. that's that's where obviously it's all going in. Yeah. You know? So. Well, let's check this out. I'm gonna hit you. We got about a minute and a half left. 
I'm going to hit you with some rapid fire questions real quick. You, you ready for this? I got you. All right, here we go. UM or Georgia? Ooh, tough one right off the bat. Both. Okay, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hot dog. Lil Wayne or Jeezy? Lil Wayne. <laughs> number 80 or number 11? 11. Ryan Williams or Brad Kaya? <laughs> both. <laughs> uh, my they, last they one for you. They both yeah, I know that. They, they, yeah. they, I look I, like you don't understand. Like I wish both of them could throw at the same time to me. That shit be live. No doubt. So here's the last <laughs> one for you. Ready? Al Golden or Larry Scott? Both. There you go. See, that's my dog. <laughs> you keep you keep it easy, man. You keep it easy. Well, check this, man. You know, we don't want to hold you up longer, man. We appreciate you coming on the Kang Gang show, man. Listen, man, Scott, whenever you in town, man, you make sure we link up and uh, we'll get together, bro. I got you. I appreciate you bringing me on here. I appreciate you, Dirty Bird. I see you over there doing Absolutely. your thing. I peek you. That's awesome <laughs> meeting you. I got you. Dude. No, it's great meeting you, bro. Yes, man, sir. keep it real, Scott. Um, so, oh, listen, man. everybody, we're going to break. Uh, tune back into the Kang Gang Radio Show. We'll catch you guys in a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid. But there is hope. Reach out to someone. Connect with your friends. Stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see, it's a bad idea to do that. I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing. You're going to be home today, so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You give that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Give good a thing little nobody can see crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home. Privacy of your own home. Watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. 
Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word won. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, welcome everybody back to the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Uh, great second segment with uh, former University of Miami uh, standout wide receiver, Rashad Scott. Um, good really to talk to him, man. He's one of my good friends and uh, one of my uh, one of the favorite players that I used to like watching at, at receiver at University of Miami. Um, Bird, man, joining the show now is another guest that uh, I think is going to have a big, big future here as a right now as a freshman um, in high school, getting ready to go into his sophomore season at, at Benjamin, if I'm not mistaken. Um, getting a lot of hype, a lot of a uh, lot of offers rolling through for this roughly six foot two, two hundred pound quarterback, uh, Tyler Aronson. Hey, Tyler, how's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm good, man. So, uh, a lot of people don't know. I met you a couple of weeks ago, maybe about a month, month and a half ago. We were up there at uh, PBG working, uh, doing some of the lights, and happened to see you and your dad out there throwing and. Obviously, me and me and my buddy John were like, man, this kid's slinging the ball. Like, I wonder if he plays high school, you know, because, again, that's what we, we think about. Right. So. Uh, so, Bird, we went over and we were just kind of watching him throw the ball. He had a guy, you know, running routes with him. And uh, so he was like literally 30, 40 yard outs, like just like on dimes, man. I'm like, holy crap. So we started talking to his dad and found out that he was a freshman. And, and obviously, so, Tyler, you already got the build, you know, 6'2", 200. Is that, is that pretty accurate? Yes, sir. I mean, like now, Bird, when I'm telling you, like his his thighs, bro, again, like like massive tree trunks already on his thighs. Like he, he looks the part already, right? So uh, 
So we were talking to his dad and um, I think Tyler actually was on his iPad and he was talking to somebody. So I'm like talking to his dad. I'm like, what's he talking to? Or who's he talking to? He's like, oh, that's Jake Garcia's quarterback coach. And I'm like, okay, I'm digging this already. <laughs> so, so, so no Tyler, doubt. The last couple, like the last week, week and a half, I'm sure things have been getting kind of crazy for you. Um, obviously, you've been able to uh, get some offers. Um, obviously, FAU, Syracuse, um, App State, Miami, FSU. Tell me a little bit about how that process has gone for you so far. It was. Uh, it's been a crazy week and a half for me. Uh, on last Monday, I got an FSU offer, and then. Wednesday, I got a Wake Forest offer. Thursday, I got a University of Miami offer, and was was a great way to end the week. And then Monday, I got an App State offer. So it's been a. I mean, that, that's crazy as a as a freshman. You know, you're kind of uh, you know getting that type of exposure. Now, obviously, you do a lot of seven on seven. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And I think you throw for the Immortals. Tell me about tell me about the seven on seven, and tell me about your, some of your teammates and uh, what, what you guys are doing on seven on seven. It's awesome, honestly, going out with all the people from the different schools in Miami, like Northwestern, Central, and all those big powerhouses down there, and competing and going to tournaments all around the country. And because hopefully some of us end up at the same college, because I think a lot of them are going to be go big time. That's good, man. Um. What 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 made you get into like playing QB or what you know? Obviously, I'm sure you're a football guy. Have you always been a quarterback or did you play any other positions? Uh, what, I really started training for quarterback when I was five or six with my head coach Eric Presser. When I, I started training with him since basically when I started playing football. Really, I started training with him because I wanted you know, find what I wanted to do. And I've tried every other sport, but I knew that football was the sport that I loved and it was my passion. But yeah, I've always played quarterback and I've just been developing for Coach Presser. And now he's my head coach and offensive coordinator. So it's pretty awesome being able to be with him still. So That's crazy. So so playing Pee Wee or Pop Warner, you know, and then working your way up and then now having him as your head coach, you were a um, Under, Under, Armour, Under Armour All-American as an eighth grader. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about that. Like, how does that make you feel when you hear, like, you know, an Under Armour All-American as an eighth grader? It was awesome. When I found out, I was in shock. And then going up there and seeing the people in the Future 50, like Jake Garcia and all those guys, that was awesome, being able to meet them. And then you see the Under Armour All-American people, all the people that are signed to big schools, and being able to watch them play, playing right before them, too, and then watching them play after was awesome. And just like the atmosphere, and you get so much like exclusive stuff, and it's just like crazy because you never think you're gonna be in that situation, and it comes. Well, well, speaking of that, like, how does that how does that resonate, or how does that translate with uh, with your high school? Um, how, how is your high school program? What do you guys see? Obviously, you guys getting ready for for spring ball coming up, or how is that working? Uh, we're getting ready for spring football pretty soon. I know that the coaches, the dead period's extended, so the coaches, it's going to be take a longer amount of time for them to be able to come down. But, I mean, it's fine. It is what it is. It's going to affect all of us, but we'll be able to adapt to it. So. But I've been really grateful these past two weeks, especially with being able to get recruited like this, especially as a yeah. freshman. 
Dude, I, that's crazy. Go ahead, Bert. No, I was just gonna say, man, just enjoy that. Uh, enjoy that process, man. Look around, see these. You know, once they finally lift this stinking dead period, you know, go out and visit these places, and you know, uh, I mean, just you know, balance the information and make the right decision for yourself, man. Because uh, they definitely got the goods, man. Looking at your tape, and you know, uh, Co called me after he got done watching you throw. He was like, dude, he's like, you're not gonna believe this kid, man. He's out there throwing throwing darts, man. So. It's, uh, it's good stuff, man. Well, and the funny thing is, like, my the guy that, you know, me and my buddy John, obviously, you know, I'm a Miami fan. My buddy John is a diehard Florida State fan. Yep, so yep. once, you know, Tyler kind of got both of those offers, we've been kind of going back and forth, <laughs> you know, like kind of clowning each other. And I'm like, man, like, you better be ready in, like, you know, three, four years when Tyler decides to make that decision. Because, again, right now there's no reason to make a decision. Right now just enjoy it. You know, you know, just enjoy the experience and, and you know, again, be thankful and, and be humble, you know, because, you know, this doesn't happen to a lot of people. But um, one of my one of my really good friends, he's an Alabama fan. Um, I think I, I tweeted something out about the offer and he's like, oh, you know, he doesn't even have a star yet. I'm like, bro, like literally he's a freshman in high school. Like who cares about stars at this point? You know what I mean? Like let the kid, you know, continue to develop and continue to grow and, and things like that. Um, but I, I think, you know, again, with Tyler's, uh, his makeup, when I say his makeup, I'm talking about his build and I think he can, you know, still get bigger and, you know, put on some more, uh, mass. I think that'd be kind of uh, prevalent for, for Tyler moving forward. Um, Tyler, what's going on with Benjamin with the high school? How are you guys looking? We're looking pretty good. Last year we had a really, really young team. Like all, all of our receivers were sophomores really and our like everyone that we threw the ball to was and our running back with and he actually just got my in the offer um monday too that's crazy but, um, you know and again yeah so, this offer season um, our team <laughs> yes sir and our our team has a ton of ton of upside because we're not losing very many seniors at all and basically everyone's coming back and we're just going to be able to keep building chemistry so and that's a good thing, right? Because you've got a couple more years to build that chemistry, build that continuity. Um, and who knows, man, maybe you guys can work your way up and become state champions, you know, over at Benjamin. Um, so, well, listen, man, Tyler, we don't want to keep you too long, man. I know it's a school night. I know you got school in the morning. And uh, we appreciate you coming on. And listen, man, best of luck to whatever happens in the next, you know, three years for you. And, you know, who knows? I might see you down, you know, down at the rock in a few years, man. So, Best wishes, best of luck, man, and uh, thank you for coming on and joining with us tonight. Good luck, Tyler. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, man. That was uh, Tyler Arnson over here, you know, uh, freshman quarterback at Benjamin. Um, you know, multiple offers already as a freshman, and uh, I think sky's the limit, Bert, for this kid. He uh, definitely can turn out to be something big, you know. And again, he said one of his running backs just got a UM offer as well at Benjamin. So uh, who knows, man? We'll, we'll – <laughs> Have to see what happens in three to four years, you know, with the uh, recruitment with Tyler Arnson. So, yo, what's what's going on out there in radio world with my boy Vic Calero? Vic, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? It's good to see you. What's up? Listen, we're two and one, <laughs> right? Number one, number three, number five, number six. Listen, let's talk about college baseball, bro. Like, talk to me about those cardiac canes. Huge. <laughs> Huge series win. It had been the first time in seven years that we had ended up winning the series from the Gators, basically, mm -hmm. at their backyard. So it doesn't get any better than that. 
I mean, again, it's a major morale builder, builder for us, basically, because we got a lot of young kids. I mean, for all intents and purposes, our, a good portion of our pitching staff are freshmen and sophomores. Yep. You know, so, I mean, again, it was, I mean, look, I mean, Palmquist, Carson, and Ben Wanger, basically, Carson Palmquist and Ben Wanger were huge this past weekend, basically. I mean, Carson's got the stuff to be a nasty closer, without a doubt. Um, yep. I mean, again, a lot of the errors, at least that I spotted, at least throughout the series, was pretty much like fielding. And running base, running errors. To be honest with you, base running, but for, for base running part, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I look, man. There were some plays. I mean, look, I'm remembering Alex, man, Alex Terrell <laughs> going to third base, and I'm like, and I'm seeing that throw coming. I'm like, man, they got him dead nailed by about ten feet, and sure enough, okay. And yeah. I'm and I'm like, yeah. man, you got to be kidding. And then and that and look, Coach Demare is there as third base coach. And I'm like, yo, man, you got to learn to end up telling him to stop for Christ's sake. I'm serious. <laughs> you know? But, I mean, again, yeah. for the most part, again, um, look, just big-time series. I, I can't I can't say it enough. You know, now I, I get worried, and, I mean, as, as Derek referred to a couple seconds ago, when we get so ranked highly, okay, so early in the season, because is it easy enough to get into their heads? Sure it is. Okay, so that's the biggest concern that I have right there. Okay, I mean, we got our series coming up now against Virginia Tech, you know, and don't get me wrong, again, respectable enough team, give or take. Okay, but so the thinking there basically is that these guys got to keep their heads on straight, okay, and play straight through. Because, I mean, literally FSU is about one month away. Yeah. With no tickets. <laughs> with uh, with no tickets, the University of Miami know. completely did everybody dirty, man. Listen, I, I don't mind talking <laughs> about it, Vic, because you know at the end of the day, I'll you know say, there, there's there's people out there who have invested years. So how the baseball fans are feeling right now is the same way that me as a season ticket holder over twenty plus years from football. That's how I feel year after year because at the end of the day. It's not about the fans. It's about the money. And that's the problem that I have, right? I, it it's, just, it's horrible. I've had tickets for quite a number of years already. I have my seat behind home plate, and then I end up getting the family plan. So that's basically six tickets right there. Okay? Yeah. So, And then occasionally at times, I'll end up getting the other seats like next to me as far as if I have like special guests coming from out of town or stuff, basically. So, you know – I un- let me put it to you this way. You're talking about 600 fans. So, and if you're given a limit of four, that's about 150 right there, basically. Man, you know those tickets were going to be swallowed up. I mean, Derek knows what I'm about to come from. This morning, I'm spotting, okay, a ticket to the FAU game, which is next week on the 9th, mm-hmm. okay, actually, for now, for 30 bucks, okay, which is ridiculous. But then FSU. On a Sunday, and I mean, if you, I mean, Derek, I don't know if you've ever been there for a baseball yeah. game on Sunday. Okay, so look, when you go there to a Sunday game, yo, bring like Coppertone 2000. Yeah. Okay, because <laughs> I'm serious. Get yeah. ready to get baked big time. Pray for a cloudy day. Seriously, man, because honestly, man, it, it gets rough out there. It really does. It's, it's definitely a roaster. It, really does. it definitely can be a roaster. S- sitting in the light at the light. <laughs> well, but, you know, the oh, thing about geez. it, too, is, you know, you look at these people who, 
And this is where I think the university needs to step up their policy. They need to find out who has those tickets and who are trying to sell those for a hundred dollars a piece going from a hundred dollars a piece. And if that's the case, they can, they should not allow them to buy those tickets or they should revoke the people who, cause that's the problem I have, right? You have, you know, people like Laz and stuff like that, who've been going to games and, you know, you know, again, he can't even sit where he, you know, wants to go or where he usually sits. You know, that's the problem that I have, whether it's baseball, whether it's football, whether it's, you know, basketball, they put the money ahead of the fan. And that's the problem that I have. And again, at the end of the day, I understand it's a business, right? We understand business is business. They need to generate revenue. But why are you taking it out of the people who have, you know, been there through the, five-hour rain delays and, you know, whatever the case, lightning delays and just sit there and sit there and sit there and continue to support. And it has no – listen, there's no reflection on the kids or the coaches. But, man, the university's right. got to do better on trying to handling, handle this situation because it's, it's really not fair to the, to the diehard fan. Maybe that diehard fan can't afford the 5000 or $10,000 that they, you know, just like Golden Canes, right? It's $15,000 donation. I don't have that money, but does that make them better than me because they can donate 15 grand? Absolutely not. Are they sitting down uh, there in the rain, you know, in the rain, pouring down rain? Are they staying there to one of those, you know, when you're getting beat 58, nothing to those zeros hit triples? No, but I am. So what makes them better than me? Because they got money. That's not the fair. That's not a fair assessment. Let me put it this way. Derek knows this story. So I'm going to tell it now. Okay. Orange bowl. A couple years ago when we faced Wisconsin. Okay. Now I ended up going through pains to end up getting the same type of seat that I had, which I did literally only four rows up from my, from my normal seat, but it was perfect. So I'm picturing this will be a good experience right up there in club level. No problem. I get there. I am surrounded by a sea of red and white. Okay, in that section, in club level. And I'm like, see, this blows my mind because I know that section for the most part, okay, as well as most of the club level was reserved for the Golden Cane levels, Hurricane Club members, so forth and so on. And yeah. I'm like, man, these people sold out their freaking tickets yep. to these people coming in from out of town. And I'm like, man, <laughs> give me a break. Yeah. And I'm of the perspective, and I mean, again, Derek knows we're uncomfortable, and I mean, you have other diehards that you'll know in different types of Facebook groups and media groups, basically. Look, I'd rather end up selling it to a fellow Kane fan at a fair price, okay, Bingo. than anything else. I, I mean, seriously. Yeah. I mean, look, so I remember a couple of So, Vic, I, I agree with you. Let's do this real quick. Let's take a quick break. Let's get back into that story because I want to elaborate on a little bit about that. So give okay. us a quick break. We're going to talk about that. We'll be right back on the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Channel 145. Catch you real quick. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lowen. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker Every What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Sirius XM. Yeah. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. 
Good morning, amigo. Hey, man, if, look, if they pick up Tua Manuela Pola too, I'd, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't, you I call know. him that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Manuela Pola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Manuela Pola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. Tunga Vailoa. Tua Manuela Pola? Tunga Vailoa. Tua Manuela Pola? Tunga Vailoa. Tua Manuela Pola? Tunga Vailoa. See, that sounds much better that way. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information, like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family. Hola mi gente, ¿qué tal? Les saluda la diva Potra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuyo. Un saludo a mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. What a great first hour we had here on Kane Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145. Uh, Rashad Scott, Tyler Aronson, and, uh, you know, our boy Vic joined us. You know, he's still with us. And uh, so we, we ended the, the first hour talking about the the bureaucratic – I didn't want to use the right word – the bureaucratic bull doo-doo. Bureaucratic. Um, yeah, the bureaucratic <laughs> doo-doo. Obviously, you can tell where I'm kind of frustrated with this. But, you know, again, it's not the first time that this happens, man. It's It's – it's year after year after year that we go through the same thing. And we think something's going to change. We think it's going to, you know, better the fan. And it doesn't. It all boils down to money. So, Vic, we were talking about how the University of Miami and their their policies, I'm going to put it that way, their policies benefit the people who donate more. So it's not about the longevity and it's not, it's not about the diehards. It's about – the greenbacks. Do you agree or disagree? I agree. I agree. I, I mean, look, it, it, let me tell you something. It's a tough trade-off in a lot of ways, basically. Um, I've seen fans that, in essence, are diehard that will be there week in, week out, okay, be it football, be it basketball, be it baseball, you name it, okay, that, in essence, are dedicated to it and then – Lo and behold, when it comes down to the issue of money, again, there's it's hard to compete when it comes down to at least the high donation levels. Okay, and I mean, again, look, I know some of those people, and some of those people, in essence, will go to games and get in, you know, they'll be involved, but at the same time, I mean, look, 
the baseball situation right now is a tough it's a tough go okay and and now i'll say this much you're talking about only 600 seats okay and in essence you ended up giving people like the right up to like four four tickets basically i mean come on those tickets were gobbled up immediately i mean i had my turn to go tuesday morning to call in and lo and behold i'm like by monday morning they were gone they were gone all of them and i'm like dude what the heck so let me ask you this vic so mm-hmm. do you think the university should have done something with baseball like they did in football obviously in football with the amount of season ticket holders that they had they said okay look we're gonna allow each person maybe to or each account to grab three games this way it allowed more fans opportunity you know, to go to, maybe they couldn't go to all six games, but they can go to three games. You know, again, same thing with baseball. Maybe, you know, they, they broke it up in like packages where, you know, you can do this game, this game, this game, and maybe not go to this game, that game, and that game. Um, I, I, I know that there's different have, ways that they could have made this work. I would have liked to have seen that, to be honest with you. It's just, you know, and, and it's interesting, at least with baseball, I would have imagined at least a better chance to spread out, okay, versus in that of hard rock to a certain degree. Yeah. Okay. Um, Again, it could have been done better in terms of package deals. I would have preferred seeing something like that. I mean, they could have put bleachers out. They could have put bleachers out in like center field or something where, you know, at least you can have some more fans sitting out there on Cobb Stadium or, you know, on Green Tree. Like, you could have made things work to benefit, you know, more fans. You know, joining the show right now is our boy, Eric Rasta. What's good? What's good? What's good, Cole? What's good, fam? Oh, man, same thing. Now, E, now, obviously, you know, you lived up in Gainesville for a while. You just kind of relocated over to Fort Myers. And uh, as we were talking with Vic as far as Kane's baseball, uh, man, what did you think about the series last weekend up in Gainesville? Uh, I mean, it was a blessing be honest with you, um, the kind of downspill that we've had over the last, you know, recent years. Um, I was at a couple of them in Gainesville. Um, I made it to the last two UF games there, and uh, obviously it wasn't good outcomes for us. But to me, man, you, you just see a lot more fight in this this team. Um, I don't know if it's maybe they're finally, you know, coming together. You have a lot of veterans uh, mixed with a lot of um, freshmen and, you know, Maybe it's rubbing off on each side. You know, maybe these veterans, kind of like what we need in football, is some of these veterans are feeling the pressure from some of these, you know, freshmen. Yeah. Um, those two freshmen pitchers, man, I mean, they came in and <laughs> pitched lights out. Um, so, to me, I mean, I think it's a good mix, you know, and I, I feel like Geno's finally got um, got it kind of, you know, opening everybody's eyes after this, this series win. You know, I mean, yes, it's a it's a thing that as a, as a Miami fan, we want to always be, you know, our rivals, especially the UF, who's dominated dominated us over the last couple of years. But this right. is just the beginning. You know what I'm saying? Like with baseball, man, it's a, it's a long season. It's not yeah. a, a 12 games. You know, maybe we'll get now. You you're 30, 40 games. You know, so uh, my my focus. I mean, I was happy and you know I was cheerful, but I mean, if y'all follow me on on. Twitter, man, you seen right after game one, I was happy, but right on the Virginia Tech, like, you know, it, it's, it doesn't stop. Like, you know, we've had football and basketball and baseball, man, we 
have such a great start and then towards the end we just slow right. down you know right. what i'm saying so like yeah like i was happy we finally won but i want to see us like continue. what can we build you know what I'm yeah saying? continue like, yeah, you beat right. the number one team, and that—that that, like I forgot who I got into it with on um, Twitter. You know, people were saying how oh, we deserve to be a top five team, you know, number one team. Man, we don't deserve anything. You Got know, it. we yeah, you, yeah, you beat Florida. You know, good job, but that's so just look at right. So yeah, you beat Florida two out of three, right. but you can't come tonight and then lose two out of three to Vatek. You know what I mean, like. <laughs> You, you got to take two out of three at home, you know, in order to continue to build. You know, you can't go right. one and three. I mean, one and two. You got to win this series to continue your momentum. Well, you know? man, a, a lot of things, like, I, I don't know if you guys remember. I mean, I'm sure y'all do. The past couple of years, man, one of our ba- bad spots was the midweek games. You know, uh, a Tuesday yeah. night against the FAU or, you know, Wednesday night if Florida Gulf Coast, like, don't, yeah. like, that that's our our where we need to to build our depth. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I wouldn't mind throwing, you know, a middle reliever out there that's a freshman that's going to be a, a future starter, and seeing how he does, and then, you know, kind of break him in maybe four innings, and then get your you know your veterans going in there. But that to me, like, it, it just begins. Like, so now, E, you brought up a good point there, right? Like you talk about the midweek games, and it goes back to what I think Bird and I were talking about in football too. Like you know, when you're playing the Central Connecticut, like there's no reason why you're not playing like a Jake Garcia or a Tyler Van Dyke the whole game. Those are the type of, of games that you're playing all your freshmen. You're getting them that experience because you right. never know when you're going to need them. Right. And then you're talking about midweek games, yeah. You throw somebody who's a mid reliever. You might need that cat down the line in the season to throw you six, seven, eight innings. You know what I mean? So I think that's a very, very good point that you just touched on. That Victor, what do you think about that? No, the, the, Eric. No, Eric. Did you have something to say? My apologies. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You good? Yeah, cool. Listen, let me tell you something. And it, look, those Wednesday night games been enough. Adam been at them enough to even tell stories a couple years ago. And I don't know if Eric might remember this or Derek might remember this. We were playing St. Thomas. Okay. Now St. Thomas is an NAIA school. Okay. (laughs) St. Thomas Aquinas. Okay. (laughs) Now those guys, don't get me wrong. Respectable would own league. Okay. But in comparison to us, we should be able to handle business. Okay. I remember we ended up barely winning that game seven to six. Okay. And I think it was like in 10 or 11 innings, basically rain delay game twice. Okay. I was able to even go to uh, across the street to tag to grab something real quick and come back. Okay. Seven to six. And we left guys, 22 guys on base, 22 guys on base. And I'm like, that's just ridiculous. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. And those are that we should end up taking them easily. I mean, I remember a couple years ago, okay, when we could, when we were having a look, our team batting average was barely around 200. Okay, and we had ended up losing, honestly, in-state, in-state rival games. We had ended up losing to FIU. We had lost to FAU. We only took like one out of three against the Gators, basically. One out of three against FSU. Okay, and that was sad. I mean, I, was, I mean, we even lost against um, – oh, my God. 
not fan. What's this other dude? Um, Bethune Cookman, as well too. I mean, come on, give me a break. You know those those midweek those middle week games, man. Those are the ones that you should be able to take like that, man. Seriously. Yeah, I mean that's the biggest thing, right? You need to win the games that you're supposed to win. You, and again, it goes back to it doesn't matter what sport you're talking about. You're going to have the inferior teams. You're going to have – but and I feel like baseball is one of those sports where you never know from day to day because, again, it's literally either your, your pitching's on or it's not on, right? Maybe your bats are on and they're not on. And E, like, you know, the last couple of years, especially when we played Gainesville, when we played the University of Florida – it's always been our bats, man. It just seems we couldn't hit. Even when we played them in Omaha a couple of years ago, it was like we couldn't score, we couldn't hit, we couldn't do anything against them. Right. So it was nice to see us finally be able to put some, you know, put some metal on the ball, you know, and, and definitely, you know, some clutch hitting from time to time. But see, the thing about that, though, and I was talking to Marshall about it, because everybody wanted the game too. People wanted to, to finally say, oh, our bats woke up. They really didn't. They, Florida's pitching literally just fell asleep. Mm-hmm. That guy walked like five batters, hit one. Like that that's yep. what put us in the game. So and yep. I mean I understood what like Marshall was saying, you know, we could have easily went three and oh this past weekend, but we could also easily went oh and three. Oh and three. You know, and a lot of people feel like that in the game of baseball, you could be like 10 nil, 10, 10 nothing in the ninth inning, it could all go away. <laughs> you know, like in the blink of an eye at that. Um no, that's fast. Agree. Yeah. You know what I found crazy was that we left so many runners on base, or excuse me, not we. Florida left so many runners on base. Like, yep. leave it. I mean, it was like they had two or three guys on base every single inning that we closed out. So, you know, um, yeah, it could have it could have gone zero and three or three and zero just as much and, as it did. And I'll say this: both of those teams are are great teams. Like, both teams are going to be in uh, in Omaha. There's, I have no doubt about that. Um, you know, the, the further we get in the season, I, I really do feel like both teams will get that um, experience and, and we'll eventually meet again. I, I really do feel that. But the, the crucial moment is is just like you just said, are the bats eventually going to come alive? We finally got hits game three. But what killed us was our fielding. Oh, yeah. Game one, like, Terrell should have been out game two. <laughs> Done. Tell me how you really feel. <laughs> you, you really don't want to know. Until we're, until we're looking at the end of the year and Terrell's got 25, 30 home runs and we're and, all and is forgiven, you know? I have no problem yeah. putting Terrell as a DH. I have no problem. It's never been as bad. The guy gets on base more than any anybody else. Not like, last weekend. Walks, well, he walks. <laughs> like, he had like two, two walks a game. You yeah. know, like, he, he gets on base. It's just, it's like, I don't know. He's literally felt off like really, really bad since his freshman year, man. Like I really thought that dude was about to be a monster, him and Gil. Yeah. But man, was I? Yeah. Was I? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it gets to their head, man. You know. You know, and that's the thing about baseball, right? Baseball, I think, is mental. is a lot of mental. I mean, it does, like when you're in the field, like because if you watched, I want to say it was Game Three. Um, the ball hit the second baseman to – we were on offense. Uh, I can't remember who hit the ball, but their second baseman was supposed to be one of, like, their best defender. Just literally right through, right through his glove, you know, you know, we got on base. It's, you know, I don't care how good you are, you're going to have errors, right? You're going to have mistakes. and Sometimes it's that pressure. 
one, of, one of the best people I've ever watched play the game, man. He went to Florida State. He was about one of my good friends. I played against. He, or I played with him for uh, three years. He was a year ahead of me. He was actually the center field in front of me. Um, he went to Florida State. His name's Tyler Holt. I don't know if you guys yes. remember him. That's one of my good good friends. That dude in high school, bro. I'd never seen him bat under 500 in a whole season. That dude's mental was just insane. Like, by far, like, I, I really thought he was going to be somebody in, in, that went very far in, in, in the pros. But, you know, I mean, that's obviously a whole nother level of ball. But I also had another kid who got drafted year after me. All the talent in the world, man. I mean, kid ran a 417, I think, in a 40. Like a what? 619 in a 60. Oof. Yeah, his name is LeVon Washington. He played, uh, he got drafted first round, 30th pick to Tampa Bay. And uh, it got to his head. Um, he ended up trying to sign, going to draft. So he lost his scholarship to UF um, where he could actually play. Um, then jacked around and something happened with, with his contract. They just didn't end up signing him. Um, went to Juco up in uh, Chipotle, Chipotle, however you say it, um, up in the panhandle. <laughs> and um, I that was mean, a bureaucratic, my bureaucratic, <laughs> bureaucratic, bureaucratic. Kid had it all, like literally had every bit of it. But that's the difference between you could see mentally in two different players, man, and you know. Just watching that, the game of baseball is a hundred and ten percent mental. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it really is, bro. Um, it, it, it like my my junior year, we had three players that went D one. Uh, we went twenty seven and two overall. Um, went all the way to uh, quarterfinals, and we played a team up in Tallahassee, Lincoln, and we lost ten to six, and um, got kicked out, and. Uh, we ended up going back the following year. We had, I mean, you know, there's nine positions and then like five pitchers. We had eight new starters on the on the defensive side of the ball. Um, we had four brand new pitchers and we went 16 and 14 and cool. actually made it to state and lost to Niceville, who was like 30 and two. And, uh, face like dudes that were in the that ended up being first overall draft picks um and just like watching a team that was so talent had all the talent in the world a lot of d1 players mentally like fail in, yeah. in the playoffs and then watching a team just go out and have fun we knew we weren't as good as you know the season before but we were just having fun we were playing ball you know that's all we cared about actually make it farther then a team that was as talented, um, it actually probably could have beat that Niceville team easily. Um, but the game of baseball, man, it, it is. It's very. It's different than football. Yeah, football yeah. is still mental, but it's there's a lot more athleticism needed to play the game of football. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So let's check this. Let's get back into that conversation. We're gonna hop to a quick break, real quick, bird. Let's run a break, and then we'll get back talking about uh, some Miami Heat stuff. All right, well, you're listening to the Kane Gang Show on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel 145. Uh, we'll see you back on the flip side in a couple minutes. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't Bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes. <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't. It won't. Impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger. Because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 294.9, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. everybody two-thirds way down we're getting ready to get uh funky like this weekend it's the weekend i know everybody's excited i know i'm excited obviously everybody knows today is my birthday um again i turned out michael Irvin. it's uh it's been good so far i mean again like bird we talked about you know earlier in the show uh the great weekend we had last weekend you know maria did a big and uh you know anxious to see what's in store for this weekend and uh I don't know. Maybe I'll do a spa day. I'm not sure how it's going to go today, but uh, maybe I'll do a spa. Man, you are getting old. Dude, I go get a, I go get me a petty. Oh, maybe I'll get man. my hair did. You know, get me a little high and tight. Um, who knows, man? So, <laughs> who knows? Crazy, man. So, you know, one thing that we like, we like kind of neglected to talk about over the last couple of weeks because it's just been that bad, but it's actually been a lot better now. So, two things, right? Florida Panthers are just straight like on oh, fire, man. And the Holy Miami Heat, four, you know, one last four in a row. And 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 then look, Vic, I know you're a Laker fan. Sorry about the uh, the embarrassment the other night for the Utah <laughs> Jazz, but boy, Utah's and Jordan's not even on here, so we can't even give props to to his boy Rudy being the top twelve player in the NBA. But, <laughs> so Vic, how was how was that spanking? Like the other night, did you did you watch Ooh. this? I saw, it. I saw, it. and I I'll be honest with you, Utah is probably about as smoking hot as can possibly get right now. No joke, they are literally running on all eight cylinders. No doubt, but it's still it. early, right? It's it's still so, early in the season. I mean, they're twenty six and six. There's still a long season to go. And, but if you can secure that Correct. number one seed, that goes a long ways. Now, hey, 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 let me ask you a question. I'm sure you follow the heat and stuff like that. What do you see the difference between last year and this year with the Miami Heat? Uh, this, this year, man, it just seems like like we're taking such a hit with injuries and, and COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you can't get consistent if, if they're not consistently on the on the court. You know, like losing losing Dragon that was a big deal. You know, then you got Butler that that was missing. I think like a week, week, week and a half, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just like it seems like we're finally getting back healthy. We're finally all getting there. I mean, we're still missing a couple pieces, but I think being on the road for so long and you know everything just not clicking. Like everybody kind of coming home. We finally get a couple wins under our belt, and they realize, man, we can do this again. You know, yeah. like we were just in the finals last year. So, and it, it is, it's, it's huge to have your, your actual leader, your star player on the court, you know, and it shows with Jimmy, like actually playing games, man. Like it's different when somebody's sitting on the sideline or sitting, you know, at home rather than them actually on the court with you. 
And I think that's what um, the Heat have been missing for so long was their actual leader. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, a veteran like Dragic, we just – we that's what we're really missing right now. And yeah. once I feel like once we get it back in there, I'm not saying we're a number one seed or anything, but I think that's when we can start getting back into competing with these, you know, bigger teams like Utah, which we'll see tomorrow night. Um, a team like Philly, who, you know, is leading the East right now. Um, I think once we get that back, we'll really see where we stand with with these guys. Yeah. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you, I mean, to me, it's, you know, we've been missing that inside presence right now, right? We've been missing rebounding, shot blocking, you know, like the, the middle's wide open for us. But helps on the way. I think we're either going to sign Boogie or trade for Andre Dummond. And if that happens, watch out, right? Because then I think we're right back in the thick of things in the East. Right. You know, we're, I think we're two to maybe two games out right now of the. We're half a game uh, out of four. That's what I'm saying. So it's a half a game, I mean, right? You're, like you're it's crazy. Eight, you're, you're sitting in eight right now, but you're yeah. half a game out of the four spot. And again, it goes back to there's still a long season still to be played. Yeah. But now's the time to at least make a little stretch run, get the momentum going. And so that goes back to my Utah thing, right? Obviously, the Heat has had a lot of injuries, they had some COVID situations. Utah has been beneficial of not having injuries or the COVID situation. So mm-hmm. that's kept that whole team. Now you look at the Lakers. Sorry, Vic, going to bring this up again. But this is AD. I mean, that they're five and five, you know, when they're not, when AD's not there. And you could tell what a difference yep. AD makes. Yep. Oh, please. Big time. Yeah. And, and, and not only that, I mean, let me, is one thing that kind of hurt us, we ended up getting, younger and shorter in terms of like some of the acquisitions that we ended up, but you give up the likes of a Dwight Howard and a JaVale McGee, basically that was a big part. Okay. Of us getting to the playoffs last year and then finally winning it in the finals, having that size and that interior presence. Okay. Made a big difference. I mean, I've been watching the last couple games. I mean, please, you know, <laughs> man, Derek, you can go in there, play, you can probably score 30 off of them because it's just the interior dif- defense has not been there. It just hasn't. So, I mean, again, it's just now we get to see what's on the wire and see what happens. I mean, yeah, you just mentioned a couple of minutes ago, you got Boogie that's going to be available now, basically, and Andre Drummond's going to be available as well, too, and then talks about Jay Tucker as well. So, yeah. Can can I just mention real quick like how nasty that Anthony Edwards dunk was? I just just throw that back out there because like that's probably one of the nastiest dunks. That was probably as nasty as like the Drummond Brandon Knight dunk. Like poor Brandon Knight. Like I mean, there's been a couple dead bodies like the Jason Terry. Like you know, like there's been a couple, but bro, that that dude from Toronto just needs to get out the league because he'll never live that down. You know, the only thing about that dunk, though, like he wasn't really being challenged by anybody. So, you know, I mean, yeah, it was it was sick. And he was, you know, floating it probably 10 feet, you know, in the, in the air, floating across and slam that thing down with authority. But, you know, there's some there's there's better dunks because there's other guys that have actually like gone over somebody. You know, I still th- I still think back when I think of like, you know, greatest dunk of all time. Like I still think back to Vince Carter uh, against that guy, Frederick Weiss in the, uh, the Olympics. <laughs> In the Olympics, like, dude, he went. That guy was like seven three, and Vince literally just jumped right over him, man. Well, I know we're on. I know we're on radio. Can we? Can, can we use? Can we say a certain? Can we say like he was teabagged? I mean, is that okay? Because <laughs> <laughs> literally, bro, it was, 
Yeah, that's what happened, man. <laughs> he got it, man. He got it. Or you know what? Another one. If you think back to one where it was Shaq dumped on Chris Dudley and uh, like followed him to the baseline, and Dudley was so mad when he got up and he balls. took the ball and he like threw it down the court at Shaq because he was so mad that he got. But what are you gonna do? Like, like obviously, at least I have respect for for Chris to do that, right? Because obviously, like. You literally got shackasized, right? And it's like you, you got to do something there. Like you got to, you can't lose your man card. Like it, grab a technical, do something. Like, but you got to like put yourself back up there. Like and, and like keep your man card. You know, I'm thinking about uh, all these other ones. You know, what other one was uh, was nasty was uh, was uh, just, uh, John Starks when he uh, when against he, Chicago. Uh, yeah, against Chicago when he uh, when he went baseline and Lefty. you know. Yeah, Starks is what six two, and like I think you're dude, pushing he, that. But yeah, he's <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like he went up, and I mean, he just threw it down, man. Like oh, well, that's what I miss, right? So again, obviously, we're we're a little older, but like those like series between the Knicks, like the Knicks and the Heat, like you know, again, you look at PJ Brown and you know, like Van Gundy. Gundy. Those, Van Gundy and, those were like, wars, man. Those were wars right there. But those are yeah. great. Like I miss those, you know, like the Larry Johnsons and. Just like the oh. physicality, and that's what we talk about. Like this is the debate that we have with like LeBron, right? It's just a different era. Like he doesn't play in that physical type, you know. Flop. Oh, bro, did you see that flop the other night? Yeah, that's I see it every like- night he plays, man. Like it's <laughs> disgusting. Like, bro, come on, man. And he gets like- the and he gets the calls. Like honestly, I just I don't understand that. He's the face yeah. of the NBA. Poor, poor Vic's over here. Like he's like, man, they're talking about my boy, man. <laughs> Vic, was he your boy? But you know what? Some... Uh, no. I mean, look, about John. So I, I, look, let me tell you something. One thing that amazes me about Heat fans is this: you literally crucify the man now, but you loved them doing all this crap when he was with Miami. So I mean, come I on. Nah. Didn't even like him back then. I didn't really care for. Him. Yeah. I was a Dwayne Wade guy, man. Yeah, well, like see, I. I, I was... Like, look, winning the exactly. going to the finals four straight years was fun, right? And don't don't get me wrong, like, you know, those are probably the greatest years of LeBron's of LeBron's career. But I was still all Dwayne Wade, man. You know, never changed. Look, the one thing I love, the one thing I loved about Dwayne Wade was this: is the guy ended up putting himself on the line every single time for hmm. the team. Basically, when they let him go, and which he eventually ended up going, basically was probably one of the worst things the team ever did. Mm-hmm. Okay, because in that respect, you owed you owed the guy that in essence basically was the face of your team that gave up a lot basically to end up getting Bosch and LeBron. Okay, mm-hmm. here as far as being flexible with his contract. Okay, and yet you end up basically telling, him, okay, you're third fiddle. We want to focus on trying getting KD first, and we're gonna resign. I mean, this was oh my god, you resign Hassan basically to a four year max contract. Which I'm like, oh, what the hell do you think? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, man. No, Dwayne no. Wade, man, please forget it. You know what was the most that beautiful is- thing? 2006 NBA Finals, Dwayne Wade. Nobody dominated at the level that Dwayne dominated that series, man. Oh, no. That's That look, was incredible. He was, look, that guy, I mean, one thing, Dwayne was, I mean, Dwayne was driving to the basket and pulling off some of the most unreal moves. I'm like, oh, my God. Hmm. You know, he literally I mean, was yeah. the definition of, of put the team on your back and will them to win. Oh, like, big time. Big I don't time. think I've I ever seen, I don't, I don't think in, I've ever seen one part- player shoulder as much as what he did there, man. Like 
Unbelievable. I mean, and the one thing that helped most basically is for him to end up having Shaquille to end up helping out. And then look, Alonzo Mourning was big basically in that series as well, too. Yeah. You know? It was great to see Zoe get a ring. Right. Yes. I don't think they win without Zoe in that series. I agree. Well, I agree. Gosh. Zoe's straight up. Yeah, Zoe's just something different, man. I, I used to, you know, before he even got, you know, diagnosed with that situation, man, like, I just love his mentality. I mean, like, so growing up again, so again, like I just told everybody, I turned 47 today, but like I used to be a huge Georgetown fan growing up, man. And, and just watching those cats, I mean, like the AI and Reggie Williams. And, but if you look at like the Patrick Ewings and the Matumbos and the Mornings, like they always had studs coming out of Georgetown. Um, but man, it was just different, man. But Morning left everything on the court every single night, man. And that's what, uh, you know, we talk about the veterans, you know, whether it be football, baseball, you got to be able to have somebody that you can look up to who is leading by example. And that goes for life too, right? Mm. doesn't matter what you're doing in your work spot. You know, E, you know, you're running, you know, you're running the store over there in Fort Myers. You know, you got young cats that are probably coming up. You know, you got to lead by example. Vic, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you're working with students. You got to lead by, by example. Bird, I don't know what you're doing, but I'm sure you got to lead by example too. You know what I mean? So. Oh, nobody, nobody knows what I do for work, man. It's, it's funny. Even my wife barely knows. She's like, you know, it's like the movie True Lies, right? I do, I do sales operations for a third party. Um, That's what you say. Retail labor company. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I do sales. Okay. Yeah. Special ops. That's right. Special ops, baby. But you know, again, it just goes back to. You know, you got to lead by example. You know, again, if, whether you have kids, you want to be that person that leads your, you know, leads your kids by example. You want to be able to show them, you know, the, the right way to go. You know, and again, morning, I thought just left everything on the feet on the court every single night. You know, and again, mm -hmm. just things don't translate like they used to. You know what I mean? And uh, mm -hmm. but I'm excited to see where the heat's going to go, man. If they can get a few more wins under their belt and keep this thing moving, man, who knows, man? Do I think that they can get back to the finals again? It's going to be tough. The East is going to be really tough this year, especially what Brooklyn's doing. Um, nah. Again, nah. Uh, listen, I, I don't care what you say. You get that to the playoff time with KD and Harden and, and, and Kyrie. Yeah, it's it's a different ball game, man. Um, There's only one ball to go around between those three guys, though, man. Listen, and, and any night, anyone can go to sixty. So I mean, it's it's one of those things. So the I don't. One thing I've always, what's that? One thing I've always said about the playoffs is this: whatever team has the momentum going into the playoffs, face if they're smoking hot. Look, you can end up basically sneaking in as the A seed or the seventh seed, basically. But, man, if you have that smoking hot momentum going to the playoffs, that's the team to watch out for. It really is. Yeah, yeah. no doubt. No doubt. I just I just don't think Brooklyn has uh, the bench and the supporting cast to win anything because that's one thing you absolutely need to have in But the who playoffs. do you think comes out of the East? Like, you think Milwaukee? Like, eh, I don't it's know. Not, it's not going to be Boston. Nope. Look, I, mean, I think the, the East is the East is up for anybody, right? I can see it being one of three teams. I think the Heat can get back out of there, Milwaukee, but my 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 favorite is Brooklyn. I mean, the Knicks are playing decent ball right now, but at the end of the day, man, I just that's crazy. I, I'm just saying <laughs> they're playing decent. Still got Philly looming. Yeah, Philly's a, that's a wild card, man. You know it what is. Rivers is doing over there? Like it's, mm -hmm. you know, again, I look at Joel Embiid is probably one of the top four or five players in the NBA, and everything should go through. I mean, that man being seven foot two eighty, 
like with quick feet, mm-hmm. little turnaround. Like you don't see that. You know what I mean? Well, he's an old school player. He's one of the few guys that I think could actually like play in the nineties and and actually be like do what he does in the in the game today. Yeah. Do you, let, me, let me ask you. Let me ask you guys something. Since we're talking, do you think Ben Simmons will last in Philly under Doc Rivers? No. 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 He's getting traded for somebody. Right deal comes along, he's gone. Yeah. So top to bottom, though, you know, again, when I look at teams, I look at people, I look at Utah, and I think top to bottom, like Utah's just got a squad right now, man. And they can match up with anybody. They got inside, outside. Um, so it it should be interesting. Should be interesting. Let's do this. Let's go, let's go to break real quick, Bird. We'll finish up talking about some NBA. Um, cause again, there's a lot about NBA that we could talk about. So let's go to break real quick, bird, hit us a break and then we'll be right back. All right. You're listening to the Kane gang show on Sirius XM slam radio channel 145. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio. This is Sirius XM 145 slam radio. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community, and know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad idea to do that? I didn't bro, cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing you're going to be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. Oh, and then you give me that puppy look. Back. You get that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good thing nobody can see you crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometime. <laughs> good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Last and final segment here on the Kang Gang Radio Show, Sirius XM Channel 145. Been a good uh, hour and 45 minutes getting ready to wrap this thing up. Had a lot of content, man. You know, we talked uh, former uh, University of Miami star uh, Rashad Scott. We had uh, 
freshman quarterback from Benjamin Tyler Arnson. We got, you know, E on the show. We got Vic on the show. Kind of been all over the place, man. It's been a good content as far as Canes baseball, Canes football, Miami Heat, you know, the Lakers and how horrible they really are without uh, – no, sorry, <laughs> sorry, Vic, I'm only kidding. And then um, so I wanted to do something a little different with you guys. Um, I'm a big movie person, right? Like I really like movies. And uh, this past week or so, one of one of my favorite movies just celebrated 25 years since its release. Um Happy Gilmore. Like, bro. Like, <laughs> gosh. So I wanted to kind of ask you guys a couple questions since we're all on the show. Can you guys give me are you guys Adam Sandler fans? Let me ask you that. Do you like Adam Sandler? Yeah. He's okay. I'll see. So so look, I, I like Adam That's Sandler. It's a yes or no question, Bird. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I can't stand Netflix Adam Sandler though. Like whatever, like you know, his past Listen, like his his Huey Halloween I thought was actually pretty funny. Yeah. QB Halloween. So let, let me ask you this. So E, you, you like Adam Sandler? Yeah. Give me your top three Adam Sandler movies. Ooh. Definitely Happy Gilmore. Okay. Um, I like The Longest Yard. Okay. And I'll probably go Mr. Deeds. Well, I actually watched that last night. <laughs> I yeah, love it. Long too. As long as you let me watch, watch those socks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so birds. Obviously, okay. You said you don't like his Netflix movies, but give me give me a favorite Adam Sandler movies. All right, let's see. We got to go with uh, with Big Daddy, right? Great story. Classic. Uh, happy okay. Happy Gilmore got a role there. And for the third one, uh, I'll probably go Longest Yard. Oh my God, you guys are killing me. So Vic, give me give me your top three Adam Sandler movies. Billy Madison. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Happy Gilmore and Longest Yard. Man, so you guys you guys are really disappointing me. Well, like, okay, I get Longest Yard's a decent movie. Like, you know, again, but it's it's a remake, right? So again, it's but it's still a good movie, right? So Billy Madison was just an absolute classic. Like it just it's one of those things. Happy Gilmore was phenomenal. But what about the water boy? Like, you guys like you don't like oh. the water boy? Man. I like it, but top three? Oh man. I don't know. See, now E, you're gonna make me say this. Mama say you're the devil. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a I would put it up there. Top five? I mean, at least oh, yeah. top five, oh, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. So so I was I was thinking about like just different actors and actresses and things like that. So like, again, I'm a big movie guy, right? So, and again, like Will Smith, like love Will Smith, love his movies. Um, so, Vic, give me your top three Will Smith movies. Oh, my God. That's too bad you don't count uh, small screen. I would have said Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Um, Independence I'll Day. That. I'll take that. If you want to use Fresh Prince, Men I'll take Black. that. Men in Black. Okay. And I really like the work that he did in The Pursuit of Happiness. Phenomenal movie. That's a that's a great call out on that one. So so for me, I gotta go with uh let's see here. I'm trying to pull these movies as we're talking here, so I make sure I don't leave something out. But bad boys, I gotta go. I gotta go Which with one, bad one, boys, two, or three. <laughs> the the whole trilogy, man. Well, you know, I, well. I enjoyed all of them, right? Uh I actually liked the I Am Legend movie. I know that's probably phenomenal. not a, uh, no, that's no. actually one of mine. Okay, okay. 
Uh, and then I thought he, uh, I thought he did a really good job when he played Muhammad Ali too. Correct. So I'm gonna call out Ali. Gotcha. Okay, E, talk to me. Yeah, definitely bad boys one and two. Three was okay, but it, it was just kind of wasn't as good as two. But you, so let, let me ask you. So on three, right? Like I was completely blown away. Like that captain got like just Bro, shot in the neck. Like that just kidding. took yeah. me a complete surprise. I was kidding. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was I really was. So bad boys, one and two. What else? And I would go Ali. Ali was a good movie. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So, so again, I liked I Am Legend. Um, I do like Pursuit of Happiness. The Bad Boys trilogy was just it was something else, man. Um, all right, so I got I got another one for you. So Will Ferrell. I mean, I don't know if you guys. <laughs> so, all right. Oh my. God. So Will Ferrell's got one on my on my all time favorites. All right, Bert. So start us off. Talk to me about your top three Will Ferrell. Old school, bro. Old school is one of the greatest movies on on the face of the earth, man. And to me, it's not even debatable. Uh, I'd probably have to say Step Brothers is up in there as well, just because of all of the the one. Yeah, I mean the 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 one liners in there are just uh, you know are are just great. Oh man! It's the California um, wine mixer. <laughs> Pow! Yeah. And then uh, I'm, I'm probably gonna say Anchorman in there as well. Oh yeah, I'm not a big Anchorman. E, what you got? Yeah, I'm not a big Will Ferrell fan like that, bro. Really? Like, old school is, is legit. Um, definitely, it's probably me one is better one, and I was definitely say Step Brother. But yeah, I'm not a big Will Will Ferrell fan. Okay. Man. So, Vic, what you got? Uh, Elf. Oh, yes. Wedding. Oh, dude. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I totally missed that one. That one's got yes. me on there. Elf. Uh, wedding Crashers and Old School. Yeah, because, you know, he did have a, 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 a bit in Wedding Crashers. So, Chess. yeah. Yeah. Like the whole funeral gig, you know what I mean? Crashing funerals, baby. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Elf. I will go with old school, but then I'm gonna go with uh Ricky Bobby, Talladega Nights. Like just something about that movie, man. Has me just oh yeah. god. This is funny. It's funny. Bro, I'm telling you, like it's one of those things. So all right, let me switch it up a bit. Favorite Disney movies. Mm. Lion King. All right, so it can be. So E, you got a little girl, right? So it it could. You could throw in Moana, or you could throw in whatever you want. So E, give me your top three Disney movies. Lion King is one. Off rip, right? If he noticed, he was all over that Lion King. Lion King, (laughs) bro. I literally, my wife made me buy Disney Plus the other day. It was the first thing we watched, bro. Okay. Um. Really, man, that's all I like growing up. To be honest with you, my daughter's not a, a movie person. Okay. Um, I mean, I watch, I like, I watch everything though. To be honest with you, I watch Aladdin, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I watch all of that shit. Hundred One Dalmatians. Um, yeah, I, I it just nothing, nothing could top Lion King for me. Lion King, all right, Vic. Lion King for sure, number one. Fantasia, number two, and for number three, up. That was a great movie. That, that's that was a good one. Okay, Bird, talk to me. 
All right, all right. I got. I mean, I got to roll with Lion King too. Oh. I mean, that one's that one's solid. Uh, but, but it's got to be the cartoon one, right? It's got to be the cartoon one. It came. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, the whole Toy Story series as well. Toy Story was uh, was great. And uh, I'll just say from for my kid, right? Because she's like the biggest Little Mermaid fan. I'll, I'll throw that one on there just for for her. So okay. All right. So it gets tricky because there's so many good Disney movies. There is out there. a lot. There's just so for me the the original Lion King cartoon version is just I don't know. They just they did something different with that movie, man. You know. And for me, having having boys. You know, again, you can even throw a girl in there; it doesn't really matter. But just that storyline, man. You know, and uh, that was Lion King. Definitely, like, takes the cake for there. But I love Beauty and the Beast. Um, Marie and I kind of, you know, that's all. That's like, that's like that's like our thing, right? Like, she's the beauty, and I'm the beast. You know, I'm just not as big <laughs> as the beast, but like, you know, it's, you know, maybe I look like the beast. I'm not sure. You know, maybe I'm just like. <laughs> but Maria definitely is the beauty. You know what I mean? She's definitely got all that. You know, and then some. And then uh, lastly, um, and it's not even really a movie. It's more of a, uh, like a series. Like I was a huge, like a uh, DuckTales person. Like, um, do you guys remember like the cartoon, like DuckTales? Like I, I really just like, you know, again, you look, get the nephews up in there, man. And like, there was something about that, you know, Huey, Dewey and Louie and, you know, with Donald Duck and all that, man. So, yeah, man, it's just it's one of those things, man. I, and again, everything's like up for debate, right? You can say this, you can say that. Um, but yeah, that's funny. So, one other one on one I got favorite sports movie. Oh, man. Ooh. Oh, my, this gets good now. And you can give you a couple, doesn't really matter. Favorite sports movie. I gotta go Sandlot, bro. Oh, oh man. That's yeah, that's an all-timer right there. I'm a baseball guy, man. I, I grew up on it. Like football yeah. is my first love, but I played baseball my whole life, man. I gotta go. I gotta go. Stand live. You're killing me, Smalls. <laughs> <laughs> Vic, what do you get? What do you got for for, for sports movie? Uh The Natural. Great movie. Brian Saul and um, Bull Durham. So you're going two baseball and one football. Mm-hmm. Bull Durham was a great movie too, man. Kevin Costner, um, just gosh, you know, even him and Field of Dreams, man. There's something about Kevin Costner, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, Bird, what do you got? Yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, I'm gonna agree on the uh, on the Bull Durham one. Um, also, think uh, what you call it? Uh, where was I going with this one? So I had one, and then I just uh, I just slipped right by it on there. What was it? Oh, he got game. I was that's always a that's always a uh Yeah, yeah. And you know, taking it back to when uh when Shaq and Penny did blue chips with Nick Nolte. Phenomenal movie. That that's was a great one too. Now you go back to recruiting, you know, even when you know you look at the he got game, that was a great recruiting story, you know, with that there. Um I'm gonna go remember the Titans, because I just think oh that God, just, just the storyline. Yeah. Fun fact: I was an extra in that movie. Really? I was a I was a fan in the stands. Like you, you would never. I could. I've never been able to see me, but that's what's up, though. Yeah, yeah I can always Dude, say that. Really? Yeah. But if you can't see you, then how do I know it's true? Like I can tell you, I was. I was. You're gonna have to trust me, man. Have I, have I ever? Have I ever lied to you before, bro? No, I'm just <laughs> 
It's his, it's his birthday and he thinks he can take swings at people. <laughs> <laughs> Swinging my integrity, man. As I'm getting older, I guess I can do that, right? So, um, Co- yeah, Co's about so- to get out there and start yelling at people to get off his lawn. You so kids, remember- get off my lawn. <laughs> so, remember the Titans? Um, I'm a huge like football fan, right? So, like, there was a movie called The Program. I think I told you this before, Bird. Um, Program was a phenomenal movie. James Conn, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, just phenomenal movie. And uh, if I was going to go to a baseball movie, um, for the love of the game with Kevin Costner, um, that was a phenomenal movie, too. It's a baseball movie. All right. I I got one that I can't believe I left off. But Major League, man. Which one? The original? Yeah, the original. The original. Yeah, the original. Yeah, but, <laughs> dude, Pedro Serrano and Wild Thing. Bro, and all those things, man. Willie Mays Hayes. Number two yeah. was funny, too, man. I didn't know we were doing top three. I we oh, yeah, it don't matter. Three. But, like, like just even the one-liners, you know, like in Major League. Oh. You know, he hits a home run. Too high. What do you mean, too high? Like, too high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's some great okay, – so, talk about movies. Uh, top three, se- like, like, TV series. Oh man, man! I'm old school, man. So, like, so talk to me. You talking me, about like Three's Company, old school, like, or like, like different strokes, Family Ties? Yeah. Okay, so so like okay. Living Color. Okay, but yeah, yeah. Fresh Prince, but, but, Martin. Be specific. Comedy or drama? Comedy or What's drama? That? You got to start getting an end in there. Uh, give me comedy. You got it. It's this is kind of hard. Um, different strokes. Barney Miller and Benson. Oh, you went Benson. Okay. Bird, what you got? Fresh Prince, Breaking Bad, and Entourage. All right. So you went a little old school and a little new school. Um, so growing up, man, I was like, just you talking about like legitimately one liners, like Sanford and Son. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God. God. That's a good one. You know, like the All in the Family with like Ar- like Archie, like some of those movies. I mean, some of those series were just classic, man. But yeah, so like Family Ties and Different Strokes, you know, things like that. When I was a kid, was uh, Alf. Like I used to love Alf. Oh yeah, bro. Like who didn't like Alf growing up? You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Alien Life Form, bro. Alf. Classic. I mean, again, you can get into like Married with Children. Like to me, like Ed Bundy was just phenomenal. Uh, <laughs> Gosh, you know, happy days. I was a big happy day. Again, Mr. Me Al Bundy. That's Ed yeah, Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah, Al Bundy. Yeah, yeah, and Al Bundy. <laughs> but like, like Mr. Miyagi was a little like cook, you know, in the happy days. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. Gosh, man. But dude, it's been great, man. Like, those are the type of things I like to get to know people more about, you know, because at the end of the day, like, I don't know what people's like do's are, don'ts are, what they like, what they don't like. Obviously, we know we all like the University of Miami. You know, that's kind of a passion, whether it be baseball, basketball, football. But it's nice to kind of see what what uh I didn't know E was like that sentimental type uh Lion King dude. And now <laughs> <laughs> so now I got a whole different respect. Okay, so, for okay. Okay. <laughs> Challenge for all of us. Top three movies of all time. Hmm. Okay. Well, we got about a minute and a half, so I'll start off. My favorite movie. Well, I'll give you top three. So Dumb and Dumber. Um, you know, there was a movie called The Outsiders, um, which was to me like when you look at the cast, there's no comparison with that movie. Um, and probably Top Gun. 
So I'm going to roll with that. I'm going to roll The Departed, which is my favorite movie of all time. Top Gun 2. Can't wait for the sequel. Um, I just hope they don't uh, really? they don't butcher it here. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, my favorite comedy, I got to say, is old school. So I'll throw that one in there for the favorites. Okay. So me, I mean, you. some of you may have heard of it. My favorite of all time is Shadas. Obviously, it's a Jamaican mm-hmm. movie. But that's, I've heard of it. I don't think I've seen it. But... All-time favorite. Then I got to go Friday. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Got to go Friday. Smokey! And Boys in the Hood. Okay. Hmm. Vic, what do you got before we wrap up? Okay. The Godfather is mine. It's good stuff. The Godfather Part 2. And Citizen King number three. Okay. All right. All right. Listen, it's been a great, great two hours. Um, I hope everybody out there just enjoys their weekend. Um, take care. Have fun. Be blessed. Stay safe. Get your vaccines, whatever else you want to do. But uh, thank you guys for listening to the Kang Gang Radio Show the last two hours here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. Have a great week. We'll get to see you guys next week. Happy, Happy birthday, Cole. Cole. The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.